Welcome to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast, sponsored by Markel, the insurance with horse sense. Before we get started, I wanted to welcome Mario Braga to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast team. This is his first interview with us. As a successful breeder and judge from Brazil, Mario is an excellent addition, and I'm very excited to be working with him going forward. It only seems appropriate that for his first interview, he's spoken with Maria Helena Vidal, the resident historian of the Brazilian Arabian horse. Stay tuned for a very fun interview with a lot of really deep history about the Arabian horse in Brazil. Due to the length of this interview, I typically would cut it into two parts, but I don't want to do that so that you don't miss out on any of this absolutely wonderful interview. I learned a ton from it, and I think that you will too. Enjoy. Good night, everyone. My name is Mario Braga. This is my debut on We Love Arabian Horses. And on our first podcast, I am very honored to receive uh, as my first guest, the incredible Maria Elena Vidal, uh, the face and memory of our Brazilian Arabian Horse Association and our ambassador for all things international. So... Hi, Maria Elena. How are you? I'm fine and anxious to listen to you with your matters. Okay, I'm ready. Thank you. Okay, okay. so let's start, uh, Maria Elena, by uh, telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and how, how did you start? at uh, the Brazilian Horse Association. I know that you, you come from a different country. So tell us about your journey until you landed okay. in Sao Paulo. <laughs> okay. So I was born in Mozambique, East Africa in the Indian Ocean, uh, ex-Portuguese colony. And we needed to run away from there because of the independence war. So I arrived with my family in 1976 or seven, don't remember. And uh, at 1979, I, I started my job at the Brazilian Arabian Horse Association. Okay. I had... Uh, my my husband had a friend that works for the Arabian Horse Association. Reason that I I went to work there. All right. So I guess 1979 was a a big year for you. And from what we our previous chats, you told me it was a very important year, and a lot of things happened. So tell us a little more about 1979. What was so incredible about that year? Okay. Uh, the, it has the, the founder of the Arabian Horse Association, Dr. Aloysio de Andrade Faria, uh, started his auctions, private auctions, in 1979, so we started some years before that with uh, uh, Arabians that he imported from Europe and the United States. Nothing 
from Latin America, the, our neighbors in Brazil. The same year, the association started to press uh, a newspaper, only four pages. They started with that uh, to, to send news for the breeders to know about some shows, few, few shows, but uh, enough at that time. And later, the newspaper grew up with more pages and turn later turns a magazine with a better, okay, better quality and a better photos, including colored photos that simulates them, it's very good. And uh, 1979 started a very good magazine whose name is Ipus, and it's the best in Brazil, only about horses, different kind of breedings, including Arabians. So it was great. So 1979, the year that I started in my world of Arabian horses. Okay. So, uh, but before 79, uh, there were uh, 15 years already uh, that the Brazilian Association existed, right? It was founded in 1964, uh, as well as the Studbook was officialized in 1964. So tell us a little uh, more about uh, this start of the Brazilian Association and the Studbook and what happened uh, before you arrived and until 1979, how, how were those first 15 years of the Brazilian Arabian Horse Association? So the, the, the association was founded in another state, not in the state of Sao Paulo, where the, the association lives now, survived and lives now there yet, but in another, state, Minas Gerais, and uh, later, because nothing happened in, in that city, Belo Horizonte, so uh, Aloysio Faria, the member number one, came with, with all the documents to Sao Paulo. But the stud book, the registry, started in south of Brazil, in another place, nothing, it, they decided to recover the number one, number two, number three, because the first horse that Dr. Aloysio Faria, our member number one, uh, imported from England was number 860. So it has 859 registries that the association needs to have that. So he, he talked with the authorities, Ministry of Agriculture that commands that part to, to found an association because it hasn't only the registry, the stud book. So it happened at the end of uh, 1964, but only remember that the first 
courses that were imported from Argentina in South America was in 1929. So long time ago, before the foundation. Okay, so later they recovered all the registries and uh, the association really starts to work and uh, to move the news and everything to, to have more registries and promote the breeding for the new people that really is really interested with Arabian breeding. All right, so uh, Aluizio Faria, as the founder of the Brazilian Horse Association, also the stud book in a way, like officializing the stud book in 1964, has always had a role uh, of a leader within our community. Uh, so I, I, I would like you to talk a little more about Aluizio Faria. I know that, I mean, the first relevant imports, uh, except from those of Argentina many years before, were of his horses. And the first auction, like you mentioned, uh, ever in Brazil, like a public auction was held by him in 1979. What else can you tell us about uh, Aluizio Faria's breeding program and his impact on the Brazilian breeding in general? So it has those horses from number one, two, three, from a, a, a breeder, Brazilian breeder in South of Brazil, where it exists, the registry. So his name is Guilherme Echenique Filho. We have his name in our library at the association. So we, it, it's a big debit that we have with this man because he, he, he brought to Brazil Arabians from Argentina. So when it's 860, the number of the first Blue Magic, the first horse imported from Aloysio Faria from England, later he imported from United States, different mares, and uh, he started really his breeding. And uh, uh, his breeding is very, very important uh, in Brazil. And during years, he sold, during his private auctions, he sold very good babies and some mares to the new breeders that wanted to start a breeding together with Aloysio Faria. So each two years, it has that private auction and started including some shows to show the horses for people to watch the quality and to learn about that exotic breeding because they know nothing about. So Dr. Faria had very special catalogs and pamphlets to explain that kind 
of breeding that people had no idea about that. It was really important. And his breeding is alive yet after so many years and uh, the descendants of the, these horses that he, he sold, the very special pedigrees, it's very, very well appreciated from different people. Very, very special. Okay, yes, I remember that Aluizio Faria was the one who brought the first horses from the Lasma auctions uh, that he attended. So, uh, Iconic horses like uh, Basco and uh, the El Paso San Saibi and so many others that really had an impact on our breeding uh, up to this date uh, came in the late 70s. Um, so in the late 70s, uh, when you first came, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you told me that there was only one show, right? the Brazilian Central uh, existing in Brazil. It, uh, it was not until 1982 that our uh, nationals, uh, first national show was held. So how was, how was that? Uh, tell, tell us a little about, you know, how the first uh, Brazilian nationals came to be. And since 82, all the changes that you notice in terms of horse shows and what has changed in sales, exports, imports. And tell us a little yeah. about some heritage breeders that and horses, iconic horses that you've seen throughout all of these decades. So uh, it had the central Brazilian show, the only one, and it's a uh, is moving the show for different states to promote the breeding. Don't don't stay. Don't happen in the same city in São Paulo. So they went to different states in Brazil to show the horses, and it started in 1975, the first Central Brazilian show. In 1982. Uh, uh, the directory decided to have a, 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 an important show, more important than the Center Brazilian. So it was invited, uh, 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 imported, <laughs> sorry, imported judge, only one. And a coincidence, she was one of the founders of a international organization that we'll talk about later, WAHO. So Birgitta Falk came from Sweden to judge the first national show in 1982. After that, uh, uh, things happened uh, to have uh, more auctions, not only the private auction of Dr. Faria, and including Najib Yaudi, uh, a big, big breeder, started his private uh, uh, auctions. And the association organized uh, auctions of the official association for the small breeders or the breeders that 
want to breed, they have no horses to have chance to buy horses cheaper, not so like stars from Aloysio Faria or Najib Yaudi. So it started and the, the, the breeding uh, start to grow up about the people that were interested to buy that kind of horses. And later they decided to import uh, uh, different bloods of pure Arabians, of course, from another countries. So it started with, they started with Argentina, a neighbor of Brazil, and later uh, uh, Jay Stream that was president of uh, WAHO, the, the international organization, uh, uh, invited some breeders and some directors of the association to visit his place, his farm, uh, to see different horses. Uh, all of them pure Arabian horses. So it started with that kind of decision. So they, they went there and they started to change information because the, they need the breeders, the new breeders need me, uh, a lot of information to know about this kind of breeding. And the association continued uh, to, to organize uh, official, uh, uh, official auctions for people to have a chance to buy more and more uh, horses. And it started a kind of shows, including to, to show the horses in endurance and uh, uh, different kind of performances. So slowly they started to improve uh, that kind of program that was great. And some riders started to show how they are good to compete uh, in that kind of endurance shows, endurance competitions. So, and uh, later they found a group, found um, an association only for riders. It was really good. And later some directors of that association that works together with the Arabian Horse Association went to, to compete in the Tevis Cup that it's very famous in the United States. And later, some of these riders went to Europe because they have that kind of competition there too. So it was a big result and people were very stimulated to to continuing to have more and more competitors for this kind of show. And our shows uh, uh, started to be more sophisticated with new, um, new performances. And we needed after two years, the, thir the third national show because the first was in 1982, 
1985, we invited three judges because it was only one judge. So it's good to have different opinions about the, the quality of our, our horses. And we continuing and continuing. And now our, the group, the commission of judges is normally five. Now in this century, because I'm talking about last century and uh, it's great. The results are very, very good. And we have more and more quality of our horses. So, and later with importations, they, they, they breed very good. They have very good results. And they, we started to export Brazilian horses to different places, US, different countries, US, Europe, some for South America, our neighbors, and for Middle East too. So the level and the quality of our horses is very famous and good, of course. Okay, yes, I guess that, I mean, we, we all witnessed a great uh, jump in quality since we first uh, saw this eight, 1982 national show. Um, all these horses that were imported previously during the 80s, they, they were wisely crossed and their offspring became national champions and were exported. We exported them back to the US and to Europe where they won US national championships and world championships. And it solidified, uh, I think, the, the quality and you know, uh, how people saw the breeding in Brazil. <clears throat> uh, as uh, we were talking about the WAHO, the World Arabian Horse Association yeah. organization, uh, briefly, and I know that in the past Brazil always had a very uh, um, important presence in WAHO, and that started uh, in the seventies, I guess. I want I wanted to to share with us uh, how how was the relationship uh, between, you know, the participation of Brazil in, 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 at the WAHO environment. Yes, WAHO was founded in 1970 in London. And now they have 82 countries. It's like United Nations organization only for the, the countries that uh, they can prove uh, that the registries are of pure Arabian horses. So it has some specialists to analyze and study about the information from the different, from the different countries and uh, we had a representative, probably 12 or 13 members in the, the commission, uh, the, the, like directors of the, the WAHO, World Arabian Horse Organization, is, it means WAHO, and uh, the, 
the main office is in London, is in, in England, not really in London, close to London. Okay. And it has each two years uh, a, a general meeting and the, the, the countries that are really registered, uh, they must have a representative to go to this kind of meeting. And Brazil was registered in 1978. So Wahoo started in 1970 and later our representative that was very important, he, he was president after Luisa Faria, Osvaldo Aranha was the, the representative of South America and later only Brazil because it's really hard for him to represent all the countries of South America, Latin America. So Osvaldo Aranha worked hard to, to talk with people, to show our registries and to prove that our horses are really pure. So he is very, very, he was very special for us to represent the Brazilian Arabian Horse Association. Okay. Yes, I, uh, there's a there. There are many interesting stories uh, involving Wahoo, and the the years that Osvaldo Aranha represented Brazil, and that alone would give us uh, an entire podcast to talk about. So, <laughs> let's move on and and go to the next question. And uh, another time, I will invite you again to talk just about this the dispute between Brazil and the Wahoo, which is very interesting. But anyway, um, there is a character, uh, a historical character within the Arabian horse breed uh, that uh, is very famous. Uh, his name is Prince Sangusco. Uh, Prince Sangusco is, is like the, like the, uh, the most important name of Polish breeding even before um, the state studs. He owned uh, some very famous horse farms, uh, one of them being Slavuta and the other being Gumniska. Uh, already in the uh, 18th century, his family, <clears throat> the, the, the line of the Sanguskos, the princes, uh, and he was as famous uh, as uh, Lady Wentworth in England and Duke de Veragua in Spain. So uh, first, uh, this, this gentleman, he ended up in Brazil after World War II. And I know that you had an encounter with him and this is amazing, it's like a movie story. Tell us a, a, a bit about when you, when you met uh, Prince Sangusco in Brazil. Okay. Um, one day, uh, an old gentleman knocked the door, <laughs> the main door of the association and said, can I come inside? Yes, of course. Oh, I'm very surprised with, the, I was very, very impressed with his blue eyes. And he, he spoke really correct Portuguese, Brazilian language. But uh, I knew that he is not Brazilian because of the special accent. So he started to talk with me and said, my name is Prince Ron. 
started to cry because I read many books about his family and how important was their breeding in Poland. So, and uh, he talked about that he was in Paris running away from Russians and uh, he received uh, a letter that time, no, no, no computers at that time, but a letter from his nephew that lived in Argentina, Buenos Aires, the capital. And he said, my dear uncle, please come to stay with me in South America. Probably it's a good idea and not for you to, to stop your life in Paris, in, in France. So he came to South America, to Argentina, and some uh, a few months later, he felt that nothing happened in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And uh, his nephew said, please, uncle, it's better if you go to Brazil, Sao Paulo, and uh, there you can, okay, you can see different uh, situations and you can grow up there, not here in Argentina. So he came to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and he found a millionaire, a lady, Germaine Bouchard, that uh, her family came from Alsace-Lorena, close to France, and they are very rich. And uh, the lady wanted to have the title of princess and uh, no money can buy that. And he has no money, so it's a very good, he, he told me that. So it's, he has a very good sense of humor and said, so we are very useful to each other because it's good if I have her money and it's good if she has the title that doesn't matter. It's very easy for me, I'm a prince. So if she married me, she turns princess. So they married and uh, he turns a very rich man again that uh, he lost everything with the war and uh, ran away to Paris. Okay, so, and he said that, oh, I'm really shocked because if I knew that it has uh, uh, Arabian horses in Brazil, I could, uh, found a foundation with my name and I can have Arabians again, but I didn't know. Suddenly I found your, the name of this association is the reason that I'm here. So after that, he started to, to go to the park where our shows, especially the national ones that has more horses, uh, uh, compete one day, one time per year. And I did with no computer at that time, I did uh, the, the pedigrees, uh, seven generation about the Polish horses. And he was crying because he said, oh, I know that this horse and this horse, it's from the lineage that I went to the desert with a Bedouin that lived in our, our farm of my family. 
and it's the same. I recognize these names. So he was really happy because he's finding uh, references of his breeding and of his family. So, and he, he went to the association. Uh, so and one day in 1984, he died, but it has a grandson that uh, we have a plan to visit the grandson to show the photos of his grandfather and information that Prince Roman Sangusco uh, gave us about that. It's really amazing, that kind of story. I didn't believe <laughs> that it happened with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's truly, it's truly like a, an amazing story. It seems like a movie, a fairy tale. Hopefully you will uh, find and talk to, to his grandson and we'll see a next chapter of this amazing adventure. I mean, I look forward to hear what some Busco's grandson has to say about the breeding and, you know, documents that he might have. It would be amazing. Anyway, but Helena, you, you are the face of the Brazilian Association with all the international guests that come to Brazil to judge. You've been hosting them uh, since the beginning. And I'm sure, and, and you have been, you know, in touch with people from all over the world. And as far as I know, everybody that has known you, loves you to death, obviously, they, because you're such a gracious host. And they, they come back uh, from Brazil with the best impression possible. And I'm sure that you might have some very funny stories about your encounters with these people they being so different from you know each other and from different parts of the world and i wanted to know if you could share with us some curious cases about the judges that you received here in brazil throughout the years so i can give you an example from now two weeks ago it happened our breeders cup because later only nationals and central brazilian Later, we started with South Brazilian, another kind in the South, the states in the South of Brazil. And, and later, we started with Breeders' Cup, that it's very special and very good, with the bre Brazilian breeders uh, breeding uh, horses, and it's the real horses, because was born here. So Breeders' Cup is very, very important. And this time, two weeks ago, we had the commission of judges, an example. We received a Polish judge, uh, a judge from Saudi Arabia, another one from United States, only very well, very famous judges that we invited. Some of them uh, came here before. And uh, ooh, the other judge is a lady from Mallorca, that it's a Spanish island. And she, she judged uh, different shows. Antonia Bautista and the Saudi judge, it's uh, Mohammed 
And the other one is uh, Joseph Polo from United States. And uh, we have the Polish one, George Z, and the Brazilian one. We need to have one of the judges, there are five, must be native from Brazil. So it was incredible because different uh, judges, schools, and many times unanimous. So this is very important for us. And they really appreciated very much the quality of our courses. So it's an example. <laughs> I, I received many, more than hundreds of, of judges from different parts, including from Saudi was the first time, but we received from, from uh, Jordan, Majdi Al Saleh, and uh, people from Poland, uh, Mare Trella, and uh, different parts, and from France, England, different parts, and of course, more from our neighbors that are Americans, North Americans. They're very famous too. Okay. All, all right, Maria Elena, I guess that we are approaching the end of our little chat. But before we go, I wanted to, to, to give us your impressions and what, your, what are your expectations regarding the future of uh, the Arabian horse breed in Brazil and the association, the Brazilian Horse Association in the future years. Uh, yes. And some final words for, you know, for the people that are listening yes. to us. I have a big hope uh, to be, to improve more and more, very good group of the directory. And uh, we have more shows, including competitions of, uh, of races that we hadn't, but we have some years ago, we started with that in the official jockey clubs and uh, different kind of, uh, of uh, competitions, the performances with uh, 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 including barrels that normally we see that with the other breedings. And now the, 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 the Arabian horses are proving that they can compete in any kind of competitions, not only in halter, or Western or English pleasure. We can see Arabians all over the world competing in the, it's a really great. And the directory uh, are, are trying to improve more and more about Arabians. And the breeders are, are really excited to compete together and the auction the auctions are very very good and we are exporting many horses for different places europe us and the middle east more and more in middle east and the shakes really <laughs> love our horses so we are very happy with that oh that's great well maria elena uh I, I thank you so much for for being with us this evening and I look forward to 
meeting you soon and you know having our usual coffee and chat in the near future and i'd like to thank all everybody that that are listening to us and just uh hope to be with you guys very soon and maria elena uh thank you very much and have a great night thank you thank you very much a big emotion to me uh, that uh, i was invited for this it's i i didn't do this many times and it's great thank you hey this is austin director of the we love arabian horses podcast thanks for listening if you want to share ideas feedback or want to get involved send me an email at austin at we love arabian horses.com <laughs>